one shot, one shot, one opportunity to bomb it like you've always wanted. In one moment, one moment, would you hit driver or just lay up? His grips are sweaty, breeze weak, hazards heavy. There's ketchup on his polo already, vodka in the Yeti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting to keep his head down. His group goes so loud, he knows his next move, but his miss freaks him out. He's choking up how everybody's laughing now. The boy's howling, clubs up loud. Snaps back to the left again. Oh, there's a penalty. Oh, reload. Welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast with your hosts, Matt Smith and Jerry Lou. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Bomb Squad Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Jerry Lou, and with me as always is Matt Smith. What's up, What Jenny? up? What up? Uh, it's been a slow day. Uh, lockdown is over. Uh, what, went why, to... is today, why is today slow, though, for you? I, let me rephrase that. Today is more slow than normal for me. Uh, I had a few drinky poos last night, and I took a big long nap on the couch this afternoon while watching golf because I golf, am not. Golf was exciting. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We'll we'll get into that, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, lockdowns over up here, and uh, got into a few drinks with a couple of buddies last night, and uh, just kind of physically and mentally paying for it today since I haven't done that in a long time. But uh, got into the simulator, made a few swings, body still is in one piece, so let's call it a success. Oh, righto, righto. So when it comes to golf, we had the tournament that was the WGC Mexico, as I like to call it. But uh, moreover, that elevation, which is a very, very neat and difficult feature to golf in because greens aren't made bigger for course that elevation. But uh, nonetheless, we uh, I concede that we played at uh, concession in Bradenton, Florida this week. WGC something or other at the concession now. They're going to have this tournament there next year, Smitty? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how this all came about. I'm not sure if it was... I know it wasn't originally planned for this event, I believe, going into the 2021 calendar. Um, I, I, but moving forward, I, I don't think that this is going to be the home. No. Um, this well, is, well, of well, course... Well, that being said, then, I guess, what, what, do you, what do you think of the course, then? I, I mean, we may as well talk about it quick before we'll never talk about it again. That's true. Uh, the concession, very, um, it sounds private club. Uh, obviously the name with Tony Jacklin and, and Jack Nicholas, uh, co-designing the golf course, um, in kind of honor of their famous concession for the U S to retain the Ryder cup, uh, back in the sixties, I do believe. Um, uh, but a very interesting course. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess, twatter on twitter was about you know very florida course you know flat lots of bunkers lots of water but very interesting greens um very severe penal greens for two weeks in a row we saw basically <laughs> very minimal rough we saw said, penal. i said don't penal say it again. a few <laughs> times You're just uh, supposed to, say <laughs> to say the the course was rising up above Riviera with its penal nature this week. Oh, I, I, I would, I would Those disagree. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there were a few, there were a few players that blew their load early in the tournament. Um, but definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely, you know, a lot of the talk was, was about the greens, uh, very severe uh, lack of rough, uh, just like Riv last week and, and chipping areas, lots of, of chipping areas, you know, below the surface of the green, which, which caused some great, we did see some great ping pong action. Um, we, we did see some very large numbers. We saw some withdraws and, and we'll get into that. But, oh yeah. But, but overall, you know, it, it, it is, I guess, known by reputation as Florida's hardest golf course. And at the end of the day, no golf course is difficult for a PGA tour player who strikes a golf ball in the middle of the club face the majority of the time. So, you know, the winner, Colin Morikawa did get to 18 under. Um, but at the end of the day, there were, you know, the field was very spread out. There were not a lot of guys that went very deep and there were some very, it looks like 
unexperienced on the North American tour uh, players that uh, definitely struggled. And you see that in some of the scores. Um, and we'll get more into that a little bit later. So, yes, the winner won Colin Morikawa. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Did, didn't you say he was wire to wire? Um, not wire to wire, but today just kind of, you know, led from pole, you know, to, to little Formula One or uh, racing speak, you know, led from pole, um, had some some early challenges and just kind of pulled away at the end and uh, kind of had it on lockdown. There was not a lot of uh, drama on the back nine. We did have almost a pants off moment with Billy Horschel hitting out of the pond. Pulled, pulled, penal, pants off. What's going on over there? Yeah, just a lot of sexual innuendos today. I'm not sure. I knew what the lockdown was about now. God bless. I thought it was an American problem, eh? No, and now that we're out of the house, it's like, fair game. Let's go. No, I'm just... Open <laughs> Start... season, baby. Hunt. The hunt is on. You get your tags in. Um, anyways, what were we talking about? Pants uh, off? Uh, what's Spanish for Dios mio? <laughs> See, uh, oh, yeah. Look. At the end of the day, when we when we take a look at, at the leaderboard, who was at the top, it was the guys that were hitting the ball, and and especially their irons very well, um, and and that's what we saw was kind of the uh, resounding stat line for the week was hit the greens and you'll be all right. And now there's what gets me is there's a handful of golfers that really didn't have much of a final uh, uh, good uh, Sunday. Then there are some that did. Uh, we'll talk about one that did first, Victor Hovland, this guy, I mean, we know the kid can play, but I mean, this guy's, he's, he's sticking around. I mean, this guy, he, he tends to be, uh, right in the mix of everything, every tournament now. I mean, he, is he going to win a major this year or what? Ooh, bold take, bold take. Where's, uh, where's question. the question? It was a question. Sorry for yelling. Yeah, fair. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, will he win a major this year? No. I don't think the short game's there yet to the point where he can compete at majors week in and week out, which is. Oh, that's great. He did freeze. Or, sorry. Like month in, month out, season and season. Hey, oh, are we good? Oh, wait, hold on. You, no, you're you good. also you're froze good. for right a moment. When, right when it looks like you picked up the ball, it, look, it froze again for a second, but we're good. So. Well, just like when I was put on the spot a couple of weeks ago, usually when I get the ball and I'm not expecting it, I do freeze from time to time. I'm better at golf. That way I don't have to pass or anything. So give me, give me some, uh, I can put it on the big board here. Give me some, uh, give me, give me some payoff here. If I say Hovland's going to win a major this year. I mean, come on, you got to make it sweet. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll go uh, hundred oh, to one. Do you go, do you go hundred oh. to one? I'll take that, man. I had to. I was just trying to get like three to one on somebody the other day for something, and you're going to toss out hundred to one. I mean, this is. Uh... See, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a betting man. I don't. I don't do the odds, uh, basically ever. Um, well, it'll, it'll just represent that much more the bragging rights now. Hundred to one. You don't think Hovland will win a major this year? I'll no, take... not 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 this year. I, I think his game still has some maturation, which is required. Um, I did not say masturbation, you sicko. I said deep, maturation. Deep. Um, so uh, I, I think just a short game, right? His, his chipping, his putting isn't quite at the level of, of what it takes to compete at majors, especially under pressure, um, especially the chipping, which he has made fast improvements. And, and this was a course that, um, you know, really, if, I guess if it's going to expose those weaknesses around the green, it's definitely going to be on the green surfaces on a course like this and around the greens chipping. Um, when we look at, at his, his third and fourth rounds, we shoot 66 on Saturday to get back in contention. He shoots 67 on Sunday. And he does that with a third round strokes gain putting of minus 1.1, which is not good. And today, again, worse than average, a minus 0.3. Um, I know he had a couple of three putts um, on the back nine. I believe he, he three putted the par five uh, 13th. Uh, and I want to say the drivable 12th, he, he drove the green and basically three putted, but, uh, uh, yeah. Is he, is he going to compete? Oh yeah. He's a great driver of the golf ball. Great striker of the irons. He's going to hit a ton of greens. He's, he, I think the harder the golf course is, the more he's going to be in contention. And obviously that bodes well for major success, but when the short game's not quite clicking yet, and when you do miss those greens and you need to get up and down and you can't, um, that's not a recipe for major success, but I think there's a, you know, 
a, a bright, bright, bright future ahead for Hovland. And at the same time, you know, Morikawa, of course, was in that class. But I, I think if we want to talk about Matthew Wolf first, now is the time to do it. Okay, fine. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. We did uh first round he well has a round bad enough that he withdraws and i don't even see the number it was really bad but um i was just looking at victor hovland the results in majors uh not worth bringing up in my argument anyways <clears throat> not yet no he hasn't played many so He's, give him some time I guess, yeah well he was low amateur the two times he played in uh 2019 mm-hmm. and um anyways uh yeah so you asked about um you asked about matt wolf that's correct. I had some yeah. people on Twitter completely melt down about how like it's a bad look for the game, what a crybaby is, and blah blah blah. So much to the point where I kind of like went to some other people going, like, is this something worth making an issue out of? Or am I just but and everyone that I've talked to, even at the caddy check, agree that it's a bad look and all this stuff, and they kind of like were all like really bent out of shape about it. But all I said was, I'm like, well, barring an injury or something, how come we're chopping Matt Wolf to pieces for this? when I kind of see it happen every other tournament, but we don't, we don't seem to say boo. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think it's a great look. What was why the question? Did we Sorry. Crucify, why did we crucify Wolfie? Um, I think it's, well, I, I, to be honest, I think it's just, it's 2020 slash 21. It's cancel culture. So we might as well, if we're going to make a stink about something, we might as well make a stink about it and, and have some uproar. Uh, not that I agree with it, but I, I think, I, I think what, what has come out of this is it, it's not a great look for the PGA tour. It really isn't. And it's players when you can show up to a no cut event, last place check is, you know, 32, 34,000 us. So let's call it 40,000. Oh, wait, see, and, Matter what, I'm going to make some money. Yeah. So basically, eh, you show up, you get a paycheck. But right. usually, when you show up and work, you got to complete the task at hand to get paid. That's yeah, usually. Guys, guys have vomited on their sweater before, mom's spaghetti, lots of times. And they, it, it, it just, I don't know why. Yeah. I, they're, Matt Wolf they're, they're really putting on a spit. Yeah, and and there really have been some bad ones. I, I'm thinking back. I want to say about five to ten years ago. I, I want to say maybe like a, a Lucas Glover or Brant Snedek or somebody who was battling an injury at the time. Literally yeah. teed up one shot, showed up to hit one shot, tee off, and then withdrew due to injury and collected last place money, like that. Especially in a coming out of 2020 and 21, where a lot of these charities that the PGA Tour supports isn't getting the money that they that they did to, to run the programs that they do. Um, and then you have a guy that shows up and now there have been some news about, you know, mental health and, 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 and other things, but not necessarily about Wolf in particular. Um, but just the fact that, you know, just you about know, the children of the youth of the generation. Fair, whatever you want to, you want to have it called or however you want to phrase it um it's not in the mood for my politics right now uh i we were chatting just before the show i tend to be more politically correct as a oh, Canadian. No. i don't i don't want to saying you're i'm just saying you're literally tired <laughs> uh yeah that too that too it was a late night it was an early morning I had a nap but uh yeah just an interesting thing and, and i think the most interesting thing to come out of this is in the fashion that Matthew Wolf passes Jack Nicholas on the all-time money list by withdrawing after one round of a WGC. Yeah, that's that's something. I I didn't know know that until you said it uh, in passing uh, earlier, and I was just like, "Ooh, I'm not going to react to that because that's like I, I would have wish I would have heard that with fresh ears." But I mean, like that, that's well, first of all, since we brought it up twice, we may as well. We all know the WGC uh, pay. I almost said taste pay very good. Uh, mm-hmm. What um, what did what what is what was the check that he got? I think it was about 32,000, 34,000 US. Good grief. That is a good last place check. And how big was how big was the field for a WGC? How many players? Uh, this this one's 72. 72, no oh, cut. Oh, that's okay. Now, no brainer why the purses are so much smaller. The field's cut in half, literally. So you can literally double up on the checks. And this was a cut event, I do recall. Nope, no, no cut. not a cut event. Aha. No cut so, event. So you show up and you get paid. Look, all I got to say is, Matt Wolf, I've tried to swing. It's tough. I still don't – I'm still 
surprised he's not like superly muscular and that's and that's where we see him how he gets his speed and gets his hands fucking through again but to be honest and i i'm not gonna look up the tweet because it was a while ago but i thought it was a pretty funny one or it was a text i sent to and i even said to a couple of people i said let's just say he's injured or he's having swing problems or whatever his swing is the last swing i would want if i'm stuck or if i'm having issues because honestly when he is on and he's just one of those quick boom golfers, I am so happy to be like, I don't even want to break it down. I just, it's like a fighter pilot. I just send him and go, just go. But now when, when, when the wagon starts to get a little rickety and you actually got to take a look at the undercarriage and see what the damage is or what it could be. And you realize, Oh my God, I, we're more, we're, we're, we're closer to the problem and heading that direction than we are the other way. Correct. And what you see, you know, the, the, the time old saying, especially with swing coaches was we got to keep it simple, less moving parts. Um, this segment brought to you by depends. It depends if you wear it or not, if it's effective Dude, uh, earlier for anybody you, that just heard that. Well, well, earlier when you said, make us think about it, I did it again earlier. And I, was, I thought, I'm like, well, that's funny. Uh, there's some flatulence over the feed. I don't know if our viewers will be able to hear that. Well, if but, you heard uh, it and anyone can hear it. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hell, hell, um, my lungs heard it. <laughs> but uh yeah at the end of the day there's a lot of moving parts in that swing um i'm not a swing guru i think we all know a good oh, swing when you, you see your, one you have your own coach's corner you're not a swing guru you think they're gonna come to me the guy who looks yeah. like bub watson with the with the with the fisher price driver <laughs> uh that's also a fair take i'll, I'll uh yeah i'll second I'll, I'll double down on that one um <laughs> But uh, it, it is interesting to see to to see players struggle. You know, we saw Max Homa win last week, who literally had the driver yips about three four years ago, and and had to really battle his way back. Um, the what casual... are the driver yips, Smitty? Because I, I there are some things in the golf game that I'm granted I'm not that good, but I don't have these problems and be like, oh, when people say like, oh, then you get the driver yips, I'm just like, what are those? Like, and it's bad. the driver yips are where you stand on the tee. You are a world-class ball striker, and you have no idea. It's, it's like being Charles Barkley, but only with your driver. I just don't you understand just, how someone how it could take so long to get over that, or someone can be. Yeah, like, like you look at look at Kevin Na, right? When he was when he had to intentionally like miss the golf ball while making a, an attempted swing because he couldn't pull the trigger. Like he literally just couldn't hit the ball. Yeah, I, it blows no, I, my mind I, that it can happen. I can relate level. a little bit. There, there have been a couple times, usually it's around the green or within 50 yards where I don't want to hit the ball. And it's half of it's out of just like sarcasm or out of jests because it's just like, I don't know where it's going, but it's like, I've only said that once in my life. I'm not a good golfer, but it's just like, everyone get a hold of yourself for God's sakes. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting to, to see and hear it. He's a young kid. Um, he's got lots of, uh, I think, a bright future ahead of him. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunate for him to make the news the way he did this week. Um, and that kind of ties us back up to the top of the leaderboard with his uh, with his classmate there, Colin Morikawa, winning. Hey, <clears throat> hold on, Mr. Segway. You're doing a really great job today. Um, we can't just skate past Tony Finau. Uh, he's one of many names, another one you didn't mention earlier, um, of people who uh, uh, didn't essentially do anything on Sunday, especially like you said, he shot seven, uh, didn't Finau shoot 72 72 to finish out the weekend? I mean, he did, yeah, got another top 15. Mm -hmm. I mean, but also there was a Louis Oosthuizen inciting. Patrick Reed was right up there shooting a 72. I mean, this is there were a lot of guns in this tournament, and uh, yes, to bring it back to Morikawa and then the rest of the show here, that, that I mean, Morikawa kind of made things look kind of easy today but it's like brooks kepka didn't really hit the gas late billy horschel was mm -hmm. like he he was he's starting to 13 under like i honestly had my eyes on billy ho the whole time like you, you can't count that weirdo out but uh yeah weirdo i, I think kind of fits the bill it, it's personality wise you don't hear a lot about him um not, he apparently he, he apparently he wants to take his pants off on the golf course, but he didn't want to get fined by the PGA tour. So he left him on to hit that shot out of the water. Um, but in other news, you know, looking back at his career here, so he has a win in 2017 a win in 2018. Um, he only has about four top finishes in 2019 and he's climbing back up to six top tens last year, obviously 2020 being um, less events, but he, he makes East Lake finishes 30 in the FedEx cup. Kind of that, you know, late career flourish that we see sometimes out of players that kind of 
mid to late thirties to forties where guys kind of get that last spark in their game where they fall off and they, they get that mojo back. I, I think he's kind of in that phase right now. And it, again, great ball striker. Um, it, it is funny to see him as a, as an equipment free agent that he was always a ping guy and then he went to PXG and that's where yeah. careers do go to die. And now he's a free agent again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well it's kind of true like honestly <laughs> yeah yeah and i guarantee you right now somewhere bob parsons just hurt, is listening and he just snapped a golf pencil yeah but yeah that's bob make another website <laughs> that's a hey that's a deep deep pull good job that's a away way homer yeah don't don't worry about discounting your clubs to the bargain bin just just Go make another website. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's good to see. You mentioned Kepka. Kepka, uh, interesting kind of take from yesterday. Um, I was, did watch. He very good for a moment. Like I, I thought he was just gonna like run off like before the before the weekend. Yeah, I thought so too. But I, the neck flared up yesterday. He was visibly tweaked and and really struggling to to start off yesterday's round. Um, ended up turning it around, shooting at two under seventy both um, yesterday and today. Um, but he ends he starts bogey bogey yesterday, um, and he was visibly tweaking his neck right off the first tee. Um, so obviously he's still battling that, which he mentioned a, a few weeks ago. Um, but again, you, you said it right on, you hit the nail on the head. Like I was the same. I was expecting him, uh, Reed and Finau to cut, to kind of start going off towards the sunset on the weekend. It, it just didn't happen. Uh, you had Rory there as well, shooting 66 yesterday, yeah. um, shooting <laughs> 71 today. Uh, we even had Webb Simpson, uh, first round leader shooting 66, 69, 69. And then just, again, shoots a final round 72. So even par just kind of didn't get it done, but interesting. We do have a Hideki sighting in the top 15. Um, well, he, he does that too. So, so he shoots a 74 today and, and looking at his putting stats. So he was actually positive 1.6, positive 1.5. And then goes negative 0.9, negative two and a half strokes lost today on the greens. So, Can you say plus, say plus or minus, please? Uh, I mean, just because I'm an American. Plus don't is go good, minus is bad. No, I, yeah, I know that. I, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, you know, the education system down there. I know it's broken. I just want to make sure everything. Okay. Cor- correct. But you Canadians are all alike, I swear. You're like Samoans. You got to watch out. <clears throat> Yeah, fair, fair. Um, and that takes us to the top of the leaderboard. Colin, Colin Morikawa shoots 18 under for the week, uh, basically struck the golf ball and, and just struck it to death. Uh, driving accuracy for the week, 84%. Now, this is a, a wider golf course on the tee, but the farther you hit it, the more it kind of narrows in. Um, he, he's like, he's what I saw when I was watching Ali Osborne play in the U.S. Amateur, where I just like, what is this guy good at and where are his holes? And it's just like, can't find either can't find either he looks like a guy who's just been came out of the womb swinging like everyone's uh, i didn't mean to interrupt but everyone said it before he looks like a guy who's been on who was like on the on tour years before like he looks like a guy from the 70s or whatever he's just he's got swagger and he's like a 21 year old but it but it's not i like swagger i like being a little like you know you can be cocky or whatever but but at the same time his swagger is more just like it look it's polished it looks like he's been there and and, yeah. he, and he's got a very just like even keel symmetrical game i mean it's very it's i don't want to Dare I say boring? Is he like the next Davis Love the third or something? No, I, I, you know what? I, it was j- just as you're saying this, you know, this is obviously very spontaneous, but he almost reminds me of like a Patrick Cantlay. You know, the swing doesn't say, I yeah, like it, it, it's a good looking swing. And, he, and, he, and he's not flashy. There's not a ton of personality there, but at the end of the day, it just gets the job done. Um, you know, they talked about the golf course coming into the week, especially with, with Bryson playing and him shooting a first round 70 well, something. What's, what's, what's with that face and that voice? Come on. Do I have to bring out the Bryson hose and hose you down like everybody else? What's with the hate now? Come on. No, no, no. Just, you know, he, he brings it on himself. He brings it on himself. Yeah. But brings what? What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're but, talking but everybody's talking about how, you know, is he going to be able to overpower the golf course? So DJ had a rough week driving the ball. You know, all these big power hitters were kind of brought to their knees here at uh, concession, which is not a short golf course. It's 7,400 yards. It's not short. Um, yeah. But Colin Morikawa, when you watched how 
he dismantled this golf course. It was laying a little bit further back off the tee. Um, today's driving distance was 276, but his fairway percentage, he only missed one. He was 93%. Um, and for the week, he hit almost 78% of his greens. So what I really took out of it today was he was laying – and we've seen this in the past, especially when he's winning tournaments and, and competing right at the top. His iron play from on 170 to 200 yards. I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I can probably look it up. It would take me a couple minutes. But from that distance, I'll bet you he, if he's not number one, he's got he's definitely top five on tour from that distance out with his irons. I got a comp for you, and I'm glad I kind of like drifted away from it because nobody's like this guy in terms of physique or swing or whatever, but in terms of style of play or whatever, sure, they're kind of uh, similar. But then right when you said that, I'm like, this guy was also good 170 to 200 yards too. One Ernie Els. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Er- Ernie Els was pretty sneaky good with like the seven iron through three. He was like, I'm not going to say Faldo-esque or like Bernard Longer laser style or whatever, but I mean, he was, yeah. uh, Ernie Els was... I mean, the product of a beautiful swing, but he always like hit the ball just as long as everyone else. He was very accurate. I mean, Ernie Els is honestly that swing where I'm just kind of like, why didn't he win all the time? Like, why didn't he win every tournament? I mean, Mm -hmm. and competing right alongside, you know, Tiger, BJ, Phil, guys that are on right at the top of the all time wins list for for the most part. Um, obviously there, that has something to do with it, but yeah, you're right. Like if, if this is the guy that, if this is the way this guy's going to play forever in, and, and again, Victor Hovland right there, great long iron yeah. striker. Both these um, guys don't seem to really, uh, torque or stress the body too much with their swing and Hovland, he, he more to a certain degree kind of comes off as Gumby where it's just like, he, he can like really get on it if he wants to. And then like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, Colin Morikawa just somebody smooth when it comes to yeah. uh, golf. I mean, I think that's the, the best way to put it. Um, and, and it was interesting too. And is so we'll get more into his post game, but he, he did uh, throw a shout out to uh, Paul Azinger, who's been helping him with his, with his chipping and putting um, now putting, obviously we did see a putter change, a couple of putter changes. So Colin Morikawa has got the new tailor made kind of, spider mallet thing I, I i don't know what it is or what they call it um and and rory actually went from the spider x to the or the spider that he was using um to a blade style like the the newport style the juno whatever they call it with Terra made um so it's interesting to see some changes this week but especially even in putting grip um colin Morikawa is i i don't think he was using it before but he's got some type of claw grip i I'm yeah not sure i saw which they call hands it, where they call it the saw grip and from the little the, the brief the brief thing that i saw from was it just looked like a, a modified okay here's here's the okay let's 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 have a fun little like uh, this will be your coach's corner real quick um what is your definition of a claw grip i know i've seen things called like claw grip pencil grip paintbrush grip in the end well, I, I can just tell you the first person I ever saw him play was Chris DeMarco. Correct. He, yeah, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Okay. And his was, for lack of a better term, folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about and how I'm trying to visualize it is, but when I see most people try a claw grip or I see grips that are made with a claw grip, it's made for you to put it in the notch of your of your hand between your thumb and your uh, forefinger. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why uh, uh, Superstroke has those square claw grips because it just fits right in your hand nicely. And that's what people call the paintbrush or the pencil grip. But he straight up would like, if, if you, instead of resting it there, folks, in between your hand, you just take your hand and rotate it and wrap all your fingers around like you're trying to suck a dick or something. And then that's really essentially what it is. I couldn't, that's all I could think of right now. Sorry. And, uh, and then that's your claw grip, which looks wildly uncomfortable. But by definition, that's what I was going to say, Smitty. A, what is a claw grip? And B, who's the first guy you've seen do it? Like by definition, what's a claw grip? Just turn the other hand over? I, to be honest, I don't know. I am so traditional on putting that like left hand low seems completely foreign to me. Um, and I, I, you know what? I actually love left hand low, but I've never changed my putting grip in 20 years because I don't have to. But I always thought if I do, it's going to be left hand low because because when I putt left handed with my right handed grip, I'm like, ooh, that's right hand low. Yeah, like I, I, I consider myself a good putter, um, kind of always have been. So well, you're a club champion, so come on. 
Fuck off. Hey, uh, what? That was a compliment. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was backhand or not. I did get into a it few wasn't. whiskeys at the club last night and took a photo and sent it to the boys of the plaque. It's been updated. But uh, uh any anywho, yeah. It, it, thank you. Thank you. I'll take the the praise and the compliment. Yeah. Uh tip the cap. Uh visible fans, thank you. Um anyways, long story short, I have no idea what the claw the saw, the paintbrush, the teardrop that I don't I don't know what they call it these <laughs> days. Like the guys, guys are—they're anchored. They're not anchored. It's—it's—it's it's, it's up their arm. It's down their leg. I don't know what's going on with putting grips these days, but at the end of the day, his stroke did look solid. You know, he started on the first hole. He made like a five or six footer for par. Made a lot of good short putts. Didn't miss anything from short range. It looked like uh, this week. Uh, I wasn't really following along with him in particular earlier in the week, but uh, it just looks more solid. What I will say is that he has a very slow smooth stroke um which you know if, that, if that's your style you know we see the pop stroke whenever brand snedeker is on the leaderboard we have to mention the pop stroke 15 times because it's that quick poppy stroke um but this one's very slow uh, slow in transition smooth through the ball um which you're gonna at the end of the day if you're if you're stroking the ball properly and you're getting some good roll out of it it's probably going to go in the hole as long as you're starting it on the right line. So, you know, at the end of the day, coach's corner, grip it, rip it, bombs away. Who the fuck cares what the grip looks like, especially in the putting green. Um, that that yeah. advice brought to you by Chip the caddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, if we had a frost light this morning, I was going to do a, a little uh, Chip's tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for those uh, listeners who, who don't know yet or haven't followed along, um, there's a, a, a new caddy at Bandon Dunes that takes over Jerry's Twitter feed I would, I, I, every I, I, once in a while. I'm starting to recuse myself more from being associated with Bandon Dunes publicly. So like, we'll, we'll just, we'll just curb that a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> gotcha. There, there, there's a, a caddy at a well-known resort out there, um, making the rounds. He's new to Twitter and technology and a lot of things, apparently, um, <laughs> including beer. So, so for those of you that, uh, you know, don't follow along, please, please follow along at Jerry Looper on the Twitter machine. Go, go have yourself a laugh. You like Chip the Caddy? I do. I like him a lot. He seems like a, a he's, he's, he's got some, uh, we'll just say he's a little odd, but he seems like a nice guy. I, I, nobody's ever broken him down before. So I just figured like, all right, we should, let's ask like, what's your perception of chip there? But I, I, I don't know. I don't know him that well. So can't really judge a book I, by the cover, but I always saw, uh, well, there was this one caddy, his name's, uh, Robbie. That's his real name. And, uh, one day somebody took a video of him walking up to the first tee with, uh, carrying a bag on each shoulder and he had a blind man's cane and he was like clicking back and forth. I'm like, that's the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. So I thought, why don't I get some Coke bottle glasses or some Harry Carey glasses or whatever? And just like next, like I, I've gone up to golfers and been like, Oh, I lost my contacts. This is what I'm wearing today. And they'd just be like, are you serious? I'm just kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm kidding. And it's just like, I mean, they're just like, are those real? I'm like, no, they got them from Amazon, for like four 99 joke glasses. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they but, are, uh, they are good. They are good. So you were, you, cause even if I watched more golf, I, I wouldn't always constantly say like, you know, so Smitty watched the golf today. I didn't, but I most certainly wouldn't have watched the press conference at the, or, or like the, uh, the, the, when the, as soon as the final ball goes in the hole, or we already know like the scores uh, like done or whatever, I'll probably tune into something else just because I, I like watching the competitive part of it. Or I want to see the guy break a record on a tiger woods. So whoops, whoops, foreshadowing. What did Colin, uh, you brought up how Colin, uh, Colin had a, uh, his post round, um, interview whatever i don't want to say presser or press conference it's not how it works but uh, uh how did that go down yeah so some more cow obviously wins the tournament uh, i believe steve sands nbc golf channels waiting behind the 18th green to do the you know congratulations you know what, it, what how are you feeling and you know this week we obviously had um the tiger woods accident on tuesday which we haven't talked about yet um and and coming off last week you know max homa being very emotional talking about you know tiger woods and, and winning in la that was my dream um 
Colin Morikawa kind of, it, it's almost strange how these, how the events happened, right? With Tiger hosting Tiger's accident and, you know, a, a nice move from the PGA tour and, and not so much PGA tour, but the players and uh, wearing black and red today when, when they could, um, if they couldn't, you know, a lot of players had their, had Tiger's initials, obviously TW like on their hat or on their shoes. Um, but during Morikawa's winning press conference, you know, Steve Sands asked him, you know, it, you know, it's been a week and, and Colin shared some, some pretty emotional thoughts about Tiger, but not only about Tiger, but obviously about him personally. He, he recently lost his grandfather, um, Colin Morikawa did. And, you know, tying that into Tiger, he said, you know, he, he, they've clearly had some time to think about it. And especially for a young kid like Morikawa, he said, you know, Tiger's my idol. He's my hero. I love Tiger Woods, always have. But I don't think we ever thank him enough. And, and it was very simple. He said, you know, I recently lost my grandfather a month ago. And no matter how many times, you know, you, you thank somebody, it, it can never be enough. And, and I think that really hit home to this generation of golfers. Um, especially with, you know, the money they're playing for, the, the access to endorsements they have off the course. Um, it, it really speaks to the Tiger effect. Um, and, and it's something you don't really hear a lot in the media is people saying, thank you, Tiger Woods, because like you said, there's a, a lot of people out there who just like to pick people apart for whatever reason. And, and yeah, is, is Tiger an angel? Um, no, definitely not. He, he's had his demons. He, he will probably you know, everybody has their, their demons, they battle. And, um, you know, he was caught doing some, some bad things, you know, driving under the influence or obviously his, uh, cheating scandal, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody's human, what he's done, not only for the game of golf, but for minority athletes, um, it kind of being that next generation of the Michael Jordan, you know, leading the way, um, in advertising and in, in marketing and being a, a worldwide figure. Um, and being a, a mixed minority athlete, um, you know, there's a lot of, of ways you can you can look at it and and take things apart. But at the end of the day, he's a human being, and he was in a serious car accident, obviously Tuesday morning out in LA. Um, had to have surgery, um, and in the way this week kind of unfolded, it was a lot of reflection from players. Um, you know, obviously we don't like to see anybody injured. And, and when news like that breaks with a serious accident, you see the pictures and you go, holy crap, like, is the guy alive? And then there's news reports swirling everywhere. But at the end of the day, it's good to hear that Tiger obviously um, is for the most part. Okay. Um, yes. He's got some lower bodies and physical injuries that we'll probably take a, a quick dive into here, but at the end of the day, it sounds like he's going to be okay. But what does this mean for his golf future? I, you know, this is, I guess, a, a time to talk about that. And I don't know how much thought you've put into it, but I, I don't think there's going to be a lot left in the tank for Tiger after all this comes. Now I'm, well, see, I'm completely backwards with a lot of people on that, on this subject and that they said, like, they're making it sound like this is it. His golf career is over. I'm like, what? Cause he broke his leg really bad. The, mm -hmm. the, no, no, no. How about we talk about like, he just had his fifth back surgery. I hope that didn't really get affected much, whatever. Yeah. Did brawl it's just like well he might have a six-pack surgery just because it's tiger honestly the broken leg is just uh it's, it's just like a, a, like getting a tire blowout that's an easy fix in my okay i'm not i'm not underselling it but everyone i know keeps essentially saying like nope this is it for tiger like he's not gonna win again i'm like from this this is what it was was him getting into a car accident and and just seriously having a compound fracture on his uh, leg i mean it's mm -hmm. I, I don't know i mean i think not that I, I try to be contrarian, but I think like a lot of people are jumping the gun on this. How I found out the news, I found it out in the best way possible. I was not swept up in anything. This happened, at, as they reported, at 7.13 a.m. West Coast time. So that'd be 10.13 where you're at over in Canada and on the eastern portion of the United States of America and mm -hmm. this part of the Western Hemisphere. Um, I was coming back from Eugene with the wife. We were going to see, uh, we had a doctor's appointment. And we decided to stop at a winery in Roseburg, which is like a, a nice town about halfway between home and Eugene. And uh, as we're sitting there, I put up a tweet because we all saw it on Sunday, Tiger looking awful on TV. And I'm sitting there making jokes and everyone going like, come on, guys, to be fair, he always looks like he just smoked a doobie. Unless he's playing golf, he always looks like a little like glassy or whatever. And that's how mm -hmm. I look all the time, too. And I don't take pills. Ha ha ha. I, I didn't tweet that. I let that tweet up there. But then 
David Spade when they did the selfie on Monday for this thing yeah. that he was for Golf Digest. Uh, I essentially was just like, I made the crack saying like, David, come on, knock this off. You're gonna, we're all going to think Tiger's off the wagon again. This was at 10 a.m. that morning when he was in surgery. Mm-hmm. I took it down right away, mostly just in, I because like it didn't offend anyone. I just looked at it like, no, 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 no. That's not that it's even a bad joke or bad taste. I'm just like, no, I don't want that up there. That's, 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 and I don't even want to say not appropriate. It just was one of those things where it's like, I didn't want people thinking I was making cracks about a problem, <clears throat> a problem, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I put up a tweet saying like, that was hundred percent coincidence, folks. You should take me to Vegas. I'm not saying I called anything. I'm just saying, because we don't know if he is still under the influence or, 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 or whatever. He just looked awful for a few days. Um, but the uh, no, one, uh, one of our super fan, Gary Guidas did tell me, he starts calling and texting me all of a sudden. This is what I start texting you about uh, how he said, like, he called me fucking Nostradamus. And I said, well, that's a very, very nice compliment. Uh, but he said last week on the pod, which we recorded on a Sunday, and this happened on a, this last Tuesday morning, we're recording on a Sunday again. Um, mm-hmm. He was listening uh, like Tuesday evening, afternoon or whatever the, the day of. And he said, uh, listen to minute 24 of our podcast. Now, number one, I should uh, maintain a good uh, booze balance leading up into the podcast because going dry and then crushing five uh, seltzer lemonades. I, I was like talking like I was on cocaine, dog. I shouldn't talk that fast ever. Um, but I was what I was doing was I was kind of not only was it take what I said was taken out of context, it was taken out of double context because we were talking about how how special how, how much we well, I'll save that for the second part, how it's like anyone's last tournament can be their last tournament they win whether it's max homa dustin johnson tiger woods whatever and i said that's what makes the 2019 masters more special to me is because that could have been his last win god forbid and that's when i said the following i said now folks don't swerve off the road when you hear this but tiger may never win a tournament ever again mm-hmm. now to be fair a couple of friends of mine did come up to me and say yeah well jerry you say that every other week you'll probably never win again i'm like yeah yeah this is public knowledge that that anyone could be done with their career especially him given all his public problems or whatever so that was gary i really appreciate that but that really um i wish you could hold more water because i don't know just just getting matt janelle's cell phone number doesn't seem to impress uh uh half the people in the golf industry or people who are interested in golf so i i, I wish i was nostradamus i wish i could predict more things uh but i essentially but to get it back to my main point i got the news when we already found out he was okay i was getting the news at like noon that day and I was noticing the breakdown of like everyone at about 11 a.m. was finding out. And then the next 60 minutes, everyone was finding out all the better news. Because like you said, you, if you just saw the car for what it was, um, shout out Genesis. Uh, they, they make and keep good vehicles for guys, even despite the tournament being over. Um, they, uh, it, 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 if you were to just take it for what it is, the snapshot, it looked awful, looked terrible. And then you hear some of the stories of how they said Jaws of Life at first. Now, I wasn't going to get into it with people on Twitter because I'm a former firefighter. I was the equipment uh, petty officer and in charge of like running the Jaws of Life weekly to make sure it worked or whatever. I looked at the car right away and said, there's no Jaws of Life usage on that car one bit. I, I, if I'm an expert, mm-hmm. that's one of them. But that's, this was also a day where I was joking with some of my friends saying, if you didn't say thoughts or prayers, Tiger, or if you didn't like, like share your favorite remembered shot from him or whatever from your phone or whatever, if you made a joke, which not many people did, I'll be fair, like it was all done privately, and we'll get into that in a second because it's, the jokes are hilarious, especially you, you and Ty, goddamn. But also, it's like I, you couldn't raise a question of intrigue at all without people like smugly shouting you down. I was telling all my friends, you, you may as well go on Twitter and say, Yay, Trump, that day. Like you would have gotten thrown off the digital fucking rooftop. I mean, so that's why I, I rescind, I deleted a couple tweets from that day. And that's why I put the post up saying like, like, just like, I'm out. You know what? It's like, all y'all just like hearing yourselves talk really, because I'm not learning anything except that you might be an asshole and I don't want to assume that. So I'm just, I'm going to recuse myself. So that was kind of like, I mean, I, I don't know. It was, we, yeah. To, to, so to expand on it, like, so I, I, I'm East coast time here. So it was a, between two to three o'clock, I think when, you know, I just happened to, hop on twitter and I, I had i had seen you know tiger was involved in a major car accident and you flip on cnn and, and nbc and, and the golf channel and everybody's a that's that's it headlined the national news in canada the u.s everywhere right which which it should and 
not knowing the information we we have now, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? You hear jaws of life. That was obviously false information. Um, yeah, but I was I was afraid to bring that up. I was just like, yeah. that's that's how, like I said, like everyone. Did you see that gif I used for the, when I said like this is what golf Twitter is today? No, oh, I did not. Oh my god! So it's it, sorry, it's from the office episode where they they play bullets, bells, and bourbon when they play like uh, there's been a murder in Savannah when. Jim oh. Jim and Michael are co-managing, and Jim's Michael's just trying to like get him to play a game to distract him from the bad news. At the very end, Dwight, Andy, and Jim and, and Michael are like all holding their like fingers at each other, like in a standoff, and they're like, and "He's like, yeah, oh, Mexican standoff." Like, Count of three, we all put down our guns. One, two, three. Ah! Just like that, and I, I, I really hope that was going to be my tweet of the year because I'm like, "Wow, this is golf Twitter today." It's just ah. Yeah, and, and a lot of people were immediately to to write him off, being like, "Ah, oh, he's never going to play again," or blah blah. blah. We we just don't know these things. I, you know, if I've learned anything over my thirty three, how old I've thirty four? I don't even know how old I am. Thirty three or thirty four? Um, yeah, you look ten years old in that with that mustache and that haircut. Thank you. Um, but uh, hey, Mister, can you buy me some smokes? <laughs> Yes, yes, I can. Um, <laughs> Your voice gets deeper. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, basically, you know, what I've learned is, you know, let's not let's let's not try to use information that we either don't have or that we don't know is good information yet to come to a conclusion, right? Okay. Okay. So obviously, the the two things that really are the the up in the air factors are a the playing future of one tiger woods mm-hmm. and he like i said this is the one the thing nobody wants to talk about is was he on pills again i don't care obviously they said he wasn't drunk okay yeah i know that tiger woods doesn't get drunk and get behind the wheel or like still be drunk from the night before no, no. but i do know in that one article that i read that i told you i only saw once and it, it ta- refers to the toxicology report or lack thereof was the arriving deputy who was on scene Mm-hmm. he deemed it necessary or excuse me he deemed it not necessary for tiger to have a blood test when he got to the hospital and this mm-hmm. is when he got the scene i kind of feel like that might be the agent you know steiny uh, mark steiny there doing a little uh not literally massaging of the situation worst case scenario maybe but i also look at it to be like there either should and will be blood work done but it's just it's a fucking hospital it's just the way yeah. it works but just to hear it said like that, part of me is just like, you're the guy, only guys reporting that. I hope that was a mistake because we, whether we find out or not, whether we need to find out or not, that's the other thing. That's the one thing that bums me out. It's like, we don't have a right to know, but we all want to, and we all just feel like we deserve to. And because I'm curious, we're going to, we're, we're all going to pitchfork this and torch this one. Yeah. It, so I, I was able to watch that press conference live. So they had the, the police chief, the fire chief, chief they kind of spoke first um and then the young man who was the first responder the first one on the scene that um helped extract tiger and was first to um you know talk to tiger you know how you feeling uh not good got some pain you know not i'm I'm not saying that's how it went down but he was very articulate in in his conversation um with the media i thought they handled it well and yes it's la county whatever but like for a i would say not like small town, but like, it's not like this was the president of the United States talking on television. These are local police chiefs and, and first responder staff that are now thrown in front of the, the national media spotlight. I can almost guarantee you they've never been in that position before. And for them to be that articulate and kind of walk us through what happened, I thought they did an excellent job. And then that's where now we're trying to take this information that we just got and we're trying to forecast now, just like the weatherman, what the hell the weather's going to be in four days. Now we need to use this to try to forecast somebody's career and life for the next, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it might be. Like it's a, it's a very slippery slope. I was the first to write off after he came back in 2011, 12, 13, and he won the players. And when he had his second set of back issues i was the first to write him off i said he would never win again i said he would never win a major obviously i was very wrong because i i grew up again idolizing tiger woods i see him at the peak of his powers and to see him reduced to where he couldn't even chip like he literally had the chipping gifts and and just to see how he came back and um what did nance term it redemption um you know obviously redemption and and 
I think that's a very fitting word. And and I will never write off Tiger Woods again, right? Just he's like any like, elite he's level like athlete. He's like Tom Brady in that regard, except, I mean, Tom is still performing at a high age, at an elderly age, so to speak. And uh, and uh, Tiger obviously just has, like, since uh, Tory 2008, only has that one. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, correction, I know for all those people who are discrediting us, uh, he did win Zozo 2020, so his last victory wasn't the 2008. Sorry, yes. Oh, no, that's that's not your fault. That's my fault. I've been going around telling everyone his last win was the 2000, 2019 Masters. I'm the, I'm the jackass for this, so... But a couple yeah. things I want to talk about uh, before we wrap this all up in terms well, of just the, uh, just just one thing in regards oh. to this is that what I kind of wanted to wrap everything into just quickly was that sometimes Tiger doesn't do himself any good by being so private. And, and uh, yes, privacy is 100 percent. Like, you know, he has the right to his privacy. Um, but it, when we have to not we as in like me and you, but when the general public has to then guess into okay, was there toxicology issues? Was there impairment? You know, what was the cost? When, when we're guessing, what were the injuries? What's the rehab going to look like? The more information for us is obviously better to make a sound conclusion. And, and if you want to think one thing and I'm thinking the other, whatever, that's our own personal thought. But at the end of the day, I think we just, we need more info to make those really in-depth um, decisions on, on, or forecasts, right? We, we need that info. And we, and we just know by this point, we're not going to get it. We're just not going to get it from Tiger. And that's okay. That's his right. That's his prerogative. Good for it. But, but yeah, to wrap things up in, in regards to my remarks, you know, um, you know, hopefully he's, he's doing well. He'll recover, recover quickly. Um, and to kind of echo the, the tone of the week, you know, he's a father, he's a, he's a, a partner or spouse to his girlfriend he he's you know a, a child of his his mother and father he, he's a human being and we just want to see him do well we just want to see him be well he means so much to the world of golf um so at the end of the day thank you tiger ah, geez man 20 the 21st century has really got you huh? man you're, you sound soft there but yes thank you very much smitty uh the only things i wanted to talk about was more more over one of two things I think happened behind the heat wheel. He wasn't watching either way. There were no skid marks. Uh, Hawthorne northbound right there is known for being very speedy. People getting lots of tickets, lots of accidents. Hell, the first two cars to stop to go see what was going on, they got clipped by a car coming over the hill. Mm -hmm. So so I think either he was looking at his phone, he was trying to make a 7.30 call time nearby. It was uh, just after 7 when this happened. Or got heaven forbid, like I said, uh, if he was under the influence, maybe he fell asleep behind the wheel. The no skid marks is a factor, though. That, that mm-hmm. was, I mean, that's that was not for nothing. I mean, that 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 does indicate a lot of other things. So, but yeah. I'm not expert anymore, and uh, I, it'll it'll make for another great comeback. Whatever. I mean, that's that's just like you said. Time will tell. There's a lot of other good golf being played right now, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's about all I got for this week. What do you, uh, anything else? I, so you want me to tell you about this, uh, name a course contest because by the time people hear this, it'll be too late. Yeah. You, you brought this up quickly and I'm, I'm kind of a trivia kind of something, something. Let's, let's hear what you got. Well, um, I got, I got all my notes. I wrote down here from when I, cause I figured everyone read the same Wikipedia page on uh, Douglas County as I did to find out <laughs> the, uh, local history of geography. But there was um, Dan Hickson, a uh, great, uh, great golf course architect. I'm not really too familiar with everything he's done. He built Bandon Crossings, and I freaking love okay. Bandon Crossings, as I was telling my golfers today. It's a B-plus course. Compared to the Muni Golf in this county, it's an, a five-star course, and I just like how he routed and used the land out there. Like, he seemed to have kind of not necessarily infinite amount of room to work with, but he, like routed the course down and through like a very low marshy area that's very coos county and it's like and it worked and i'm just like oh my god like the first time i saw like the number six the number five green i'm looking around going like this isn't supposed to be here and he like made it work like this is just in the midst in the midst of all this wetland garbage he made a beautiful course Mm -hmm. and uh making a course near roseburg oregon which is about an hour away from me here inland on the i-5 corridor and um i just found out recently through Twitter on, uh, it was like, I guess it was on the, one of those big golf chat things, but um, the course is going to be called Callahan Ridge. And I, that preceded me to like j- stick my big button in this uh, conversation, go like, wait, 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 I thought it was called Callahan Ridge. And then this like uh, 
account called like at a course with no name or a course or no name course or whatever said uh no jerry we're not going to call it callahan ridge because uh well there really isn't a ridge and i'm just kind of like i, I kind of just like type back i'm like funny got it uh well rest in peace callahan ridge slash automotive because everyone was hitting me with all the tommy boy jokes like way before i was i wasn't even trying i was like no it was good like i think people thought i was trying to make a joke saying it was called callahan ridge that was the the local scuttlebutt around around these parts so hmm. anyway i found out about this literally five six days ago like maybe tuesday of uh, earlier this week and i start talking to one of my uh longtime uh, followers and i follow back on twitter uh one of those golf trip x guys uh he um it turns out he's the marketing director for the course like he's the marketing director for this course and chambers bay very very okay. odd very but uh anyways he said i had till monday which is tomorrow so i don't know if it's midnight tonight or midnight tomorrow but uh like i said folks you, you'll be hearing this too late but if you name the court like you get a, a they're, they're they're letting people pick like the, the public gets to pick the name and they they're like they everyone submits something and the name they make pick. boat face right <laughs> and um if they pick your name which i think is cool enough you get a lifetime of green fees for free very cool very cool i like that idea nine holes open in july um they might have a few more open by the end of the year but uh course is probably going to take about five years to be finally finished or whatever and I did a lot of research here. There was, um, there's a couple Indian tribes in the area. Umpqua is a big one. Umpqua is a big name around here. Um, the Tekelma tribe was another one, but there was also like, um, I looked up like Deer Creek used to be the old name for Roseburg. Aaron Rose was the guy who founded the town. There's Mount Nebo was nearby. I wanted to call it Nebo Vista, but that's a little too California for me. That's a little, yeah. gotta be a little, gotta be a little closer. That, to the that's board. got the SoCal vibe for sure. Yeah. And uh, there was also like the Battle of Hungry Hill was uh, Grave Creek Hills, the Rogue River Wars. Tecumtum was like this uh, Indian chief in the area. There's lumber, timber, I mean, wine. But one of the tribes that I saw was the Cow Creek Band. So I just submitted the name Cow Creek. Because okay. I, I'm a big fan of alliteration. I try to think of marketing a little down the road being like, oh, that well, be and, and to make a logo, right? Yeah, and and uh, to boot, uh, there's a, a popping new course right now called Sheep Ranch. So why not Cow Creek? Yeah. I mean, it's, and, uh, and you gotta you gotta milk this for all it's worth and try to get all those free green fees. And yeah, with that, we're wrapping up the show because uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, I well, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad the contest is over. Oh, I also got a phone call about an hour or two ago, Smitty. But uh, you were talking to the new esteemed leading knight for Elks the Elks Lodge, Coquille Valley Elks Lodge, uh, 1935. I am essentially second in command of the entire club. Ooh. <laughs> so do you have some pull there? If I was to come out and visit, can I, uh, am I able to play with the club vice president? Well, first and foremost, by the time you get out here, we're actually, uh, you know, I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air because somebody posted something about uh, what the club was doing on Facebook and they, we actually got in trouble for that because we still are a private organization. And it's, you know, you know what the Elks are, right? It's like the moose or the Eagles or the, like, I, yeah, I guys, don't like we, so what we have is just like, they're, they're kind of fraternal clubs or whatever. Like, okay, like so we've, the, we've, we've the stonecutters. The yeah. The, the Masons. Okay. Ma essentially to me, the Masons are like not the granddaddy, but the original example of like, well, the Elks are just like the Masons. Like they were founded gotcha. like a, so, so yeah. So I'm essentially, um, uh, like honestly being in charge of the club would be nice, but it's a full-time job and I need to, uh, I need to make that money while I still have two legs that work. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I got the call, the call uh, earlier today saying, um, uh, uh, the ballots were in and I was elected to the position and uh, do I accept? And I said, hell yeah. Because <laughs> Very cool. Congratulations. Essentially just being a Kennedy there. I said, I just want to look good and be quiet while everyone else gets all upset. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Sometimes that's the way to handle it, right? It's just let everybody else get in the mud and you just, for the most part, clean it up. And to be fair, it's not like if something happens or like to uh, the exalted ruler, the guy in charge, that's the number one position. Um, it's not like he, uh, like I fill in or whatever. It's like, no, my job essentially is like, like if we need new exalted Very ruler or whatever. Pretty cool name, by the way. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, he, uh, like I, I keep my chair. It's not like I move up there and be like, nope, I'm going to play president tonight. It's like, no, 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 no. I sit here the whole time and somebody else fills in. Because my job is to actually, I have a gavel too. I keep him in check. 
like he's got a gavel and he hits it but i'm the only one who's essentially allowed to like uh tell the the guy in mm. charge uh, like uh yeah <laughs> like, no, no no you're wrong <laughs> fair fair well congratulations it's obviously great news thank you um yeah so there's not much else to cover you can uh follow the show at bomb squad golf go on twitter you can follow matt at bomb squad matt you can follow me jerry at jerry lou looper is there anything i'm missing matt i don't think so no i'm gonna tie the end of the show shout out into our advertisement from uh, uh my friends at gorsegolf.com gorse golf that's what the company is g-o-r-s-e golf.com head covers baby and he makes nice hats and beanies it's my boy crazy i work with him i bet uh, him and his wife have been doing it and if you put in bomb squad pod and the coupon code you get additional 10 percent off your purchase these these babies are great he's got knots and new driver head covers everything from fairway woods that he had before now come in driver form and uh yeah like i said he's got a uh, new uh new hats and new beanies and the shout out goes to the cocksucker that stole my gorse golf hat and beanie today at work oh dear oh no there are no honor amongst thieves you know the hat i'm talking about smitty it's that hot pink one Mm -hmm. i'm the only one that wears that one at work so i've actually like been making a big stink about it saying if you see a fucking pink hat running around you know someone stole it and they have the ball and they know it's mine they have the out of all the hundreds of us and they have the balls to wear it around plus i got a brand new beanie from i just i i got a new hat not this one but i set him on a friend's the hood of his car like amongst a whole bunch of cars and a lot that's around a putting green that's very visible Stupid mm-hmm. me, I should under his car, but nope. So shout out goes to the uh, uh, the swine that stole my uh, hat. That it's not, it's not a shout out. It's like a verbal implication. Oh, like, it's well, you it's be not, on the lookout. It's not done yet. It's not done yet, Smitty. Because honestly, the truth of the matter is, I'm gonna find this person. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna get medieval on their ass. 